Hey guys, welcome to That Game Show, the show that talks about all the stuff in the nerd world and all the stuff in between. I am Chase Bunker, alongside the half-Asian sensation, it's Curtis Coe. Hello, everyone. And he's player three this week, it's Daniel Clegg. Hello. Alright, whether you are watching us via YouTube or listening to us via Podcast Garden, iTunes, Stitcher, tuned in, thank you for making us a part of your day. Alright guys, big news that came out, it came out just the other day, I believe it was yesterday, that World of Warcraft will now be having the ability to pay for your subscription via gold. And they said you can buy a chip that will be sold, it can be sold via auction house, but it will be Mm -hmm. on a set price so the market will never go up. The chip will be given out and it will be paid, they said basically to help pay for, you know, Students and people that like you know want to play but they don't have the money, it'll be their way to do it. And also, it gives people an opportunity to spend excess gold. So, guys, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, since we all play a decent amount of MMOs, could this be the answer to free to play? Let's start it off with the, the WoW master himself, Daniel Clegg. Well, uh, all these articles are saying WoW is going uh, free to play because you can pay with gold. Yeah, that's kind of true, but kind of not because the way it's working is. You can only buy this token that gives you game time for gold from the auction house after a player has put it up. That means someone else has spent your $15, essentially, to put that token up, and you're paying gold instead. So the net income, dollar-wise, does not change from Blizzard's perspective. Someone else is just paying your subscription in dollars. Does that make sense? Uh, No. Not so okay, okay, Curtis, I want to buy this month in gold. Okay. You have an extra fifteen dollars lying around. You're gonna mm-hmm. buy a token for fifteen dollars and put it up on the auction house. And you'll be getting gold from some other player buying that token. So you and I'm gonna <laughs> buy it. So you have now paid for my okay. month from uh, Blizzard's standpoint, and I'm compensating uh, you with gold. I guess my question is how viable is it? That doesn't seem very viable to me. Why? Well, I mean, think about that. First of all, what's the benefit of someone paying an extra fifteen bucks? To, uh, you know, in WoW gold terms, it's I mean, how... a safe way to buy gold essentially, instead of going to the seedy uh, underbelly of the internet yeah. where you can buy gold. Yeah. There is now going to be an official store essentially to purchase gold. I mean, and that that gets rid of a lot of gold farming issues. I can. Mm-hmm. I mean, how? What's the? Do we know what the set price is for it? Yeah. No, all, all we know is that the dollar value you pay in this scenario for the token is set. It will not be less than a month's subscription. They have said is set. What is not set is the gold um, compensation that will fluctuate with the market. They've said they're gonna yeah. set an initial uh, price and then just let the market do its thing. That's gonna be awful. Now who knows? I, I feel like it's a better way. I like that method better than free to play, because I feel like with most games that are free to play, they're very you take out a lot of stuff. Like the Old Republic just took out like they pretty much like gutted their game. Yeah, yeah. If you go free to play, you can do the story. It's like okay, that's cool, but you miss out on practically everything else. Oh well, and then doesn't Eve have something similar where they just pay mm-hmm. money? They've had that for a long money. time. Yeah, I think they're still doing mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think it really changes a whole heck of a lot, to be honest. No, from from Blizzard's perspective, they are getting the same amount of money every month. It yeah. just changes who's paying it. 
right? Yeah, yeah, and pretty much. this gives players who have a million gold an option to never pay for a month of game time again because they can well, just unless, do it with their in-game currency. Unless it's a million gold for one month. Yeah, unless it's stupid expensive. Yeah, like, I, which I, don't don't it being, I don't picture it being, you know, that big. Oh. Well, let's... Go ahead, you go can on. take that out. Many people are going to take no. that out of context. All right. Let's take a guess right now for... Let's speculate. How much gold will you say one month subscription is for WoW? 20,000 gold. 20,000? Low. Mm-hmm. Way too low. I mean, hey, let's let's be realistic here for a second. Um, I'm going to do the math on my income per day here. Go ahead. Let's, well, I mean, my argument is this is going to be a market cornering type of situation from somebody who used to do this and wow and got in a lot of trouble for this and wow i used to corner the market on engineering items and i can tell you i could sell those for a million if i cornered the market quickly and efficiently i could get that going for a million and people would probably go with me on it because a million gold for 15 bucks that's well they said that that price won't change like, I think it's going to be one of those that, granted, I could have misread the article. They said that no matter what, like, as soon as you put it in, you can't adjust that price. Like, right. that price is going to go the, with the market. The game specifies how much gold you get for your token. Oh, okay. Which okay. you are guaranteed. Like, Curtis, if you put the, your token up on Tuesday, you're guaranteed that day's market price whenever it gets purchased. Now, if tomorrow the price tanks a 1,000 gold... I end up paying less for it. Good for me, but you're still guaranteed your okay. initial okay. deposit amount, basically. All right. So, I mean, you know, that's in my opinion is I think it could go very high very quickly yeah. if someone's really smart about it. And a lot of people have a lot of gold hanging around. So they do. So, so my daily play, if I were to really try to make gold, I can easily make 500 a day by doing my garrison missions, doing a couple – uh, high reward quests, I can make 500 a day, no problem. Times that, 30 days in a month, that's 15,000 gold. But does that include an auction house? No, that's before I do crafting uh, yeah. materials or sell an item or whatever. 15,000 gold, that's playing every day in the month to really try to I mean, you know, maximize I, my, my income. I think you could easily make something like 50 to 100k a month. Oh yeah, sure. If people, are, people have really figured out how to corner the market in yeah. there professions and whatnot, I think the average person playing every day could make 15k yeah. in a month if they really tried. Yeah. Um, what's your guess though? You're going to stick with 20,000? Clegg? Mm, yeah, 20. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jet? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go really conservative and say it's probably going to be 100,000. Wow, per month. Yeah. I was, I was going to stick with 50,000 because it's like it's not too far off. Like, it's not too high, but it's also not too low. I just Granted, don't feel I like this. wow in, like, two years. I just don't. I feel like this is going to become a monopoly really, really quick. This is going to be the item that you can sell at any price you want. And if somebody's smart enough, they're just going to keep buying that stuff up and then selling it for double. And oh, no, that, that's something else they said. Each token can only be sold once. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and oh! On the auction house, you can't trade one. Well, on one. that's interesting. Yeah, so that that, really that changes the whole perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, probably Chase's is closer than I, w- I would guess. I would say Chase's is probably closer. If it's a one buy thing, then you can't do market cornering, really. Yeah. So. I always like being right. 
so it's interesting. We'll see. I, I think it's it's only a good thing because from Blizzard's perspective, they're introducing this feature changes nothing for them for their perspective monetarily. Yeah, yeah. you get the but same amount of money. But it and fixes it, a lot of problems. It, it could theoretically well, fix the black market yeah. uh, gold buying system because now they have to compare their prices versus whatever Blizzard sets, right? And that so, could kill their whole operation. Exactly, which would be a good thing. If I remember correctly, they're pretty low, though. I mean, you can get a bunch of gold for like ten bucks. So, right. And then the downside to that is you risk, you know, losing your account, your account yeah. band or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. All right. All right. Um, moving it's- on to another topic that a lot of people have been talking about, which kind of makes me feel good that people are talking about this. Which again, you can also you know tweet us your opinion at that underscore game underscore show or at me at Chase Bunker. Game value versus game longevity. And I know, like, Curtis, you weren't here last week, but I know, yep. like, you were itching to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I have to... I'm going to completely... Murph's not here to defend himself, but I'm going to completely no. call him out on a number of things Uh-oh. he said. Um, oh, this is getting <laughs> juicy. Tell him Gone um, sucks. No, I, it has nothing to do with Gone Home or anything along those lines. It has to do with the fact... Light. You know, Murph has disposable income. Okay. We know uh, people with disposable income, I don't think it's a big deal to spend 60 bucks for five hours of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we, I actually talked to Ben about Order 1866, which was 80, 1886, yeah. which was the game mm-hmm. that was originally spawned from. He said it was about 10 hours. Now, I don't feel 10 hours is still a little bit light in my opinion, for a $60 an hour game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it. 60 bucks, 10 hours of gameplay, that's not enough. 20 hours... it's typical. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like, I think 20 hours is pretty typical, to be honest. I think 20 hours is relatively typical for a 60-hour game, and I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, where I start having problems, especially with order, is... They knew it was going to be that short, and they didn't add multiplayer. They didn't. I mean, there's nothing really else there. Once you're done with that game, from what I've heard, it's you're done with that game, and you're going on to whatever's next. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree with Murph though that there are games that are completely oversaturated with content, and it's completely useless content. And I'm going to bash on Dragon Age here for a second. Dragon Age has useless content in it. There's just side quests that have no purpose. They're just there because they're there. Um, and that's a problem, complete problem, too. And that's um, kind of the point of side quests, though, right? Just It's filler if you want to do it, but they're not mandatory. Yeah, but story. it's even more than that. It's like there's zero purpose to it. Like, collect five flowers for no reason whatsoever except for to give you a little bit of money. That, I mean, there's there's no plot line. There's no interesting concepts. It's just, hey, go get this thing, come back. Yeah. It's the same as MMO questing. And especially since also, like, if you want to say side quests are filler, I think I, I look at Borderlands, too. Like, I don't look at their side yeah. quests as filler. Like, their side quests also tell another story. They also exactly. have, give you great loot for it. And so, like, I don't, I hate the straight gold or the straight money quest because, like, that's stupid. I I want to get, like, something out of it. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly why, when I totally agree with Murph. Um, And, I mean, five hours... Five, ten hours... I mean, one of of my favorite games I paid 60 bucks for, it didn't last very long, was Dishonored. 
Dishonored has a great story. Yes. It's great playthrough. I paid full price for it. I do not regret paying full price for that game. Um, I paid twenty five for it, and I did not regret playing. Yeah, paying I mean, that much it's either. Mm-hmm. I think I have fifteen hours in the game, but yeah. the other thing is, I can play that game five different ways. So a total of potentially, you know, fifty hours. If you were to totally change your play style. Yeah, like yeah. there's yeah. two completely different play styles I can do to have completely changes the completely how the game goes. Mm-hmm. And you know, the first playthrough, I played through the whole game without killing a single person except for the person I was supposed to kill. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. It was amazing. But like I went back through it just recently and I murdered every single person I could get my hands on. And it was a completely different game, and that's fine. It's it's when you have a game, you play through it once, it's ten hours, and it's done. That's I have a problem with those games. I think that's that's and it doesn't even have multiplayer like that you can enjoy for maybe an hour or two. That's that's mm-hmm. cheap and it's kind of questionable in my opinion. Yeah. Um I watched uh it's funny, like everybody like this is like perfect timing for us to talk about it because um Player Three podcast just talked about this as well. It's like at what point do you when you pay $60, how much do you at least, like, have? Gerard, uh, the completionist, just had a whole thing on... He reviewed Resident Evil 2, and he said, this game was fun because, yeah, the story was short, but there was a bunch of replayability. And he kind of made, a, like, a knack at reviewers bashing Order 1886 because, yes, it's only, like, five hours, but you get, you know, is there replayability? It's like, I don't mind replayability, but at the same time... You can't have, you can't expect me to pay sixty dollars and get five hours of game and be like, I feel pretty good about this. No, it's it, it's not enough. If the game offers totally different gameplay value, if you decide to change up how you spec your character or the decisions you make in a story or something, and that totally affects your experience, okay, then I suppose you could turn a five-hour game into a ten-hour game if it's completely different, right? But a lot of these games don't have that sort of fork in the road that completely alters your gameplay experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's only so many times you can run down a corner and shoot something. Right. I mean, if it's the same thing, you know where it's coming from. It's, it's also... Uh, like... I think the solution is you standardize lower pricing for games that have less content. If I pay $40 for a game and get, you know, seven hours out of it, I feel a lot better than paying 60 uh... I mean, but that that opens an entire another can of worms. Yeah, is the quality going to decrease with that price structure, or is like, I mean, everyone's still going to charge sixty dollars until that one person comes out with a forty dollar game. And you know, it was Nintendo like Nintendo um... just came out with Toad's Treasure Tracker. I got probably twelve hours out of that game, and the puzzles aren't particularly replayable because it's a puzzle, and once you figure out a puzzle, you yeah. you know how to solve the puzzle, yeah. right? But I felt really good about the forty dollar price tag. I felt like I got my money out of that game. Had it been sixty, I wouldn't be happy. Well, another like going back to Curtis's point, this happened with Madden years ago, back when mm. NFL 2K um, came out. They said, you know what, we're gonna put out our game to be twenty dollars, and that's gonna be it. And so like by then, like you started wondering, okay, this is pretty much the same game as Madden, but it's also cheaper, and so people kept mm-hmm. fluctuating to that. And so you look at the quality sometimes you need that cheaper game to kind of put the $60 game on their heels I think I also think back to another game um, when Max Payne 2 came out and a lot of people started like mm. getting on that because of the fact that it was such a short story and so I think if we were like talking years for, like years ago $50 probably wouldn't be as bad 
But I think now it's the fact that we're reaching 60, and it's only a matter of time till we reach 65 and 70, where I need. I think I need like a set time, or I'm well, going to be royally pissed. But I, I think Murph does have a point: is that there is exceptions to every rule. Yes. You know, like you know, you're saying Max Payne. You know. Um, from what I've heard, that has an amazing experience in it. Yes, it's super short, and there's no multiplayer in that one, right? No. If I remember correctly. Um, I don't believe so on the second one. But some people might feel that it was completely worth it, and that's fine. I don't, I'm don't. i not arguing, you know, my, I'm not saying my way is right, your way is wrong. I'm just saying I disagree on it, you know, basic level of I want a certain amount of content in my game. And yes, I don't have a lot of time, but at the same time, I'd rather have play a long game over short periods of time than play a short game once, if that makes any yeah. sense. Sorry, I'm, lo- I'm losing right. you a little bit, Curtis. Um, I agree with the sense of, like, a, you know, long game, short period of time, but I don't want it long drawn out. I'm not expecting, like, Skyrim 60 hours, you know, when I pay $60, but I'm expecting at least, like, 15 hours at least and that might be like that might be pushing it. it just depends really like i don't mind if it's less if i'm getting like you know there's a good multiplayer which i'll sometimes play but i i don't know like i'm the only thing i'm thinking about is like as much as i'm saying this i keep also saying to myself well what if uncharted 4 is short am i still gonna get it at 60 dollars I, I think yes, just because of the name and the brand and your prior experience with that franchise, right? Because that, that brings some weight to it as well. Yeah. I, I don't think the argument which came up last week was, you know, do short games have a place and do longer games have a place? They, they, they do. Some people prefer to have a short three-hour experience because that's just the time they have that week, you know? Some people prefer the 100-hour, I'm dedicating my life to this for the next month experience right they both have their place i think we just want them to be appropriately priced a game Mm. that only offers three hours of gameplay shouldn't run me 50 bucks it shouldn't you're right right it shouldn't yeah um we could talk a lot more about this um give us your thoughts on what you think if you're paying 60 dollars for a game how much gameplay would you like tweet us at that underscore game underscore show also follow me on twitter at chase bunker or you can leave it on our facebook page facebook.com slash that new show show i'm saying all this now because towards the end i'm gonna butcher the heck out of it <laughs> i don't know what happened with me last week <laughs> i don't know what happened I, either i was it's like am i having a stroke right now good lord of it. that's okay yeah though. all right that happens i meant to do this you know a month ago and it's something i want to do at the end of every month i want to do january and february games of the month we i'll allow two just so we can have like a nice honorable mention so that come full circle to the game of the year episode we're not having this big debacle of should this be it should this not be it let's start off with january notable ones that came out um dying light came out life is strange you saw saints row 4 gat out of hell the the standalone game for saints row you also had a few remasters in Grim Fandango and Fahrenheit. Out of any of those, those are at least the notable ones. You could also, you'll feel free to look up, you know, while I'm yeah. yammering. I'm, Do I'm any looking. of those stand out and be like, this game needs to be our January game of the month? I, I have to 
uh, go back and look through the list of things for the Wii U as well. Let's, let's... Uh, I could do February pretty well right now. You know, I, I think my issue is I haven't played a single one of those games that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just don't know. Um, Dying Light. A lot, a lot of my friends that have been playing okay. Dying Light have been saying it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've also heard it kind of drags, too. So, I mean, I, I just don't know enough. I, I don't think I can accurately give you an answer to that question because I just don't know. You know, if I had to pick one, maybe Dying Light. It's probably the most high-profile of those games. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't I don't know any enough about those yeah. games to really I thought care. about I also have... saying Life is Strange because a lot of people keep telling me that it's a really fun game. It's episodic, and it's only $5. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Granted, the price could have gone up at some point, and I, you know, haven't paid attention to it. I I see Life Strange on here. I have a list here if you guys want it. Yeah. Uh, I'll put it on the Facebook page. Um, like a list of all games for. I have. I mean, I wrote. I wrote my notables at least. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. I'll say number hit. one, Dying Light. Number two, Life is Strange, just because of. Not from personal experience, unfortunately, but it's because everybody else around me is saying, hey, this game is actually good. Granted, yeah, I can't. a lot of people around I just, me also say Call of Duty is like, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. I, I just can't make that argument at all, all right. unfortunately. Um, I, I haven't played any of these, so I, I don't feel comfortable uh, telling people that any of these are good or bad because I've had zero experience with any of these. I know Grim Fandango is supposedly really good. Um, a lot of people have been saying that that is fantastic. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten a chance to pick it up myself, so I don't know personally. So yeah, I haven't played um, any of these either. If good. if I had to pick one, it would probably be Grim Fandango because I know that's a fantastic game, whether or not you know it's you know up to standards. Again, I don't want. I don't really right. know. So what about for February? February, the notables I had are Order eighteen eighty six that came out that probably won't get it. Um, Game of Thrones episode two, Evolve. And Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Uh, um, I think Curse and I are going to give it to Dragon yeah. Ball Xenoverse. This game is ridiculously fun if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan. Yeah, I, I have to give it to Xenoverse too. Over it's, Evolve? It, uh, Evolve was okay. I haven't played Evolve. You have, right? I have. I've played I it have. as well. I, I like it, but I don't love it. I guess that's my biggest problem with it is I, I like the idea behind it. I do not... I, I feel like it's a game I'm going to play for a couple months and I'm going to totally forget I have it. That, I, <laughs> I, like, I had a I feeling about that as well. I mean, we were, like we said before, like, you know, we're glad that it's succeeding, but how long is this going to last? <laughs> I, I know for a fact you dropped off the top played uh, Steam games last week, okay. top 40. So, I mean, it's already starting to sink pretty hard, and I don't. You know, it might come back. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, a constant but, patch will bring it back up. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, you know. But 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 Xenoverse, man. Xenoverse. All right, talk to me about Xenoverse because I know you two got it. Um, our friend Ben got it. Yeah. Um, they just played it on Steam Train. Everybody is literally yeah. raving over it. Tell me about it. So if you're a fan of the Budokai Ten Ten Tenkaichi, that those games, which I actually was not. You're gonna love this game because the combat system is very similar, just I think more refined. It's um, more 3D as well, it's, right? It it yeah. looks 
awesome visually. The story is kind of wonky, but you know what story is in the Dragon Ball Z universe? Yeah. Um, you're a time traveler, so that's why you get to see every fight throughout the entire series. Um, you get to customize your own character, their own race. You can be, you know, human Saiyan, Namekian, whatever the hell Frieza is, whatever the hell Boo, Boo. is. Yeah, yeah, you get to customize your ability set. Just about any ability you can think of with all their ridiculous names intact from any character, that's all in there. There's like 500 abilities or something you can pick from. Mm-hmm. And you get to equip your character with different outfits and different abilities. It's it's very customizable. Oh, outfits. Yeah, outfits, well, man, I mean, what's cool is you can be rocking, you know, the... Uh, the Goku armor with the with the Piccolo hat, mm-hmm. and you know, just it's ridiculous. It, it like uh, Clegg and I were playing earlier, and we were just tag teaming, really, really ridiculously uh, on Vegeta. Um, on Vegeta. Yeah. Hey, yeah. We're hey, just Vegeta. 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 <laughs> we beat him up. We beat him up too. We beat uh-huh. up Nappa as well. <laughs> so it was it was just stupid fun. Like it's stupid fun. Yep. It, it's easy. It reminds me in some ways of Smash Brothers. It's super easy to figure out. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah. it it has some complexity to the system. Mm-hmm, for sure, you can button so. mash it for sure. But yep. There's definitely um, a higher skill cap if you want to get really in depth with it. Yep. So, if you're so. a Dragon Ball Z fan, pick it up. It's really. Good. I heard they're having server yeah. issues. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Their multiplayer is kind of wonky right now. I guess they weren't expecting it to do as well as it has. Yeah. So. Um, Works yeah. fine on offline though. You just have to uh, go offline on Steam, which is kind of annoying. Um, they are saying that they have just about fixed that though. Yeah, so. I wonder if it's better on the PlayStation and Xbox. Oh, I would guess so because yeah. you just can unplug the cord, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. Well, I've been I've been listening to Ben play. Like Ben's been playing over Skype, and he picked like the most like hentai female character ever so like of course he did and so when he's he playing it over skype it sounds like it's pikachu because you hear Cha! and so it's like <laughs> oh someone just used his thundershock attack and it it sounded so weird but like i'm listening to the entire story and it's like it, yeah it doesn't make sense but it's also what? dragon ball z We'll see. It's not supposed to. Yeah. So let's let's talk about what characters we're playing really quickly. Okay. Uh, Clegg, how would you tell him what your character is? Okay. What well, you should familiarize yourself with uh, Team Four Star and their parody series of Dragon Ball Z to get the joke. But I'm playing an albino Namekian, um, and I wanna, he's dressed up like a Frieza henchman, but with Emperor Pilaf's hat. Uh, it's great because you get these outfits from. <laughs> different characters from Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, and I think GT is coming as well, so you can just mix yeah. and match and create these ridiculous-looking characters. And I am I am playing an, a six-foot-tall uh, Krillin. Krillin, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's good. It's Some... got the destructor disc and everything. Oh yeah, I got the destructor disc and everything, and I'm destroying people. So. Oh, and you, you can, like, have a mentor who's yeah. one, one of the key characters. Like, you can be mm-hmm. uh, a, an apprentice of Krillin or an apprentice of Piccolo or, like, a bunch of An apprentice of Hercule. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think actually is one in their signature abilities. And Boo is another one. I don't know how that works, but yeah, you know, but that's the only way to learn their special abilities, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it, so. it yeah. definitely seems interesting. I was very skeptical just because of how bad Sagas was, how bad. Um, what was it? Um, there was a Battle of Z. Pretty- is that the one that just came out? I think that one was okay. No, not the yeah, movie. The game. It. Oh, I don't know. 
Let me I only got it. I was very yeah. Scared. That one did not. That one did not get very good scores on. That either. was it. Battle of Z. Battle of Z. Battle of Z was the latest one. It came out just recently. Yeah, I it think. came out. It came out last year. I know that. Like I want to say October. Yeah, it came out February. Oh. February of last year. Wow. And it was super shallow. It had good co-op, but it's you know it, it had all sorts of problems. Yeah. So, but apparently the battle system is closest to Z uh, Battle of Z. It's just a new studio. Okay. So, yeah, I I'm excited for it. I'm glad that we finally get a big like a, a great Dragon Ball Z game. And I think what's even better is that it authenticates the fights. Like everything that I've seen of it, it's like watching an actual Dragon Ball Z episode. Oh. And of course, I'm excited mm-hmm. for the new series yep. coming up. Um, Resurrection of Frieza, yep. or Resurrection of F. I don't know what they're calling it. Either way. I think it's Resurrection of Frieza. Revival of F, or Resurrection of F. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what it is. Apparently, Frieza is a swear word. I don't know. It's like, Battle of F. Yes. Of F. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How many times can we kill Frieza? Well, times. three times, apparently. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, no, here's the funny yeah. thing. Someone brought this up. I forget who said it. I think it might have been someone on the internet, but it's true. We might as well just call this like the whole Dragon Ball Z episode. But someone brought this up, <laughs> and it could be someone from the internet. I forget. They said, mentioned that Goku technically has never killed anybody. If you think about it, he's never killed. He never killed Frieza because uh, Frieza uh, got off Namek. He never killed yeah. Cell. Boo resurrected. Who's no, the only one that could be kind of argumented or argued? Wow. Um, uh, he didn't kill Raditz. Can, can we argue that he killed Raditz? No. He held him. Killed, he killed Piccolo. He, he killed Piccolo. Yeah, he the did. He did Piccolo kill Dragon Ball. Okay. He busted he, through his chest and yeah. killed Piccolo. He killed. He straight up murdered King Piccolo. Internet, internet person is wrong. He killed Demon King Piccolo. Yeah, that's true. Hardcore. He did. He did kill. He did burst through as a kid too. Let's let's. Dragon Ball Z. He hasn't killed anybody. Okay, so once he uh, learned right from wrong, I guess. I, yeah. Then he did. I I kind of feel like he did kill Raditz. Let's be honest. He full Nelson Raditz into getting nope. shot. I mean, can we can we agree? I mean, he pretty much knew what was going to happen there. Yep. He but, knew what was going to happen. Piccolo fired the gun. Yeah. Piccolo fired the cannon. Uh-oh. Yeah, Piccolo fired yeah, the cannon. I don't know. I don't no, know. See, Goku oh. was just trying to commit suicide. Raditz was just in the way. It's fine. It's not a problem. Wow. <laughs> this just got dark really quickly. <laughs> and Piccolo was totally... Yeah. Well, you know, actually a funny story is that the creator tried to kill Goku something like three times in the series and they wouldn't let him kill him. Like, he was supposed yeah. to die in the Frieza saga at the end of it. And everyone's like, no, bring Goku back! That's why there's a whole scene where they're like, bring back my dad! And it's like, we can't bring back your dad because he's alive! Like, apparently that scene wasn't supposed to happen. It was supposed to be like, yeah, your dad just totally refused to come back to life. No. Yeah. Hmm. And that was supposed to be the end of the series. And then, again, in the Cell saga, he was supposed to die... And then they brought him back, and then the Boo Saga, he was supposed to die, and they brought him back. So, <laughs> Boo Saga was just so... But that was so weird. Like, oh, Okay, let me ask you this it before I get yeah. into that. Favorite Saga. Sure. Favorite Saga in Dragon Ball Z. Sure. Jet. Which one, Curtis? 
Cell. It, it has to be the Cell Saga. That's yep, the best Cell saga. of all of them. I, I think it has ho- elements of horror. I think it has elements of um, really good bad guys. I think the androids are great bad guys until they get, you know, spoiler alert, devoured. Yeah. Um, and I, I just feel like he he may not be the best of the villain because I still feel like Frieza's a better villain. But I think it's probably the most interesting arc where Goku doesn't get to do everything. Yeah. Mm. I, I oh, yeah, that's true. I was just talking about this yeah. with people at work that I like Frieza Saga, and I think you brought it up as a good point. Frieza was just a better villain, and but I did enjoy mm-hmm. the Cell Saga a lot because I think that it was. I don't know what it was. I think that. The fact that with the Cell Saga, you didn't know how you could technically kill him because single Cell survives, he still survives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, which we saw. Yeah. Clegg, what about you? I think my favorite would be the Saiyan Saga, just because things were, were a little more toned down back then. Things were a little less ridiculous, and uh, Goku versus Vegeta is absolutely the best fight in my yeah. opinion. And and in that one, Goku also didn't get to do everything because um, yeah. he dies in the beginning of it and doesn't reappear until the end of it. So there's this whole Char- middle section where there's a lot of character development and and Piccolo becomes a decent a decent person, which I liked as well. So yeah, all right. And Nappa, Nappa, yeah, to see Nappa. Nappa. <laughs> all right. Can we also agree that Yamcha dies at the beginning of every fight? That was pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's about right though. It sets the scene, you know. It's like like the curtain parting at the beginning of a play. It's always new. It's expected yeah. at this point. No. Yeah. All right. Oh, Final God. thoughts? Anything you guys want to mention? Anything that I forgot to mention, or we should talk oh, about? Yes, something something I'm seeing right now. Uh, Steam machines launching officially in November of this year. Right. I saw they're also doing a. They're working with HTC to get a VR uh, HUD now. Yeah. So I think that'll be interesting. Right, that's interesting. Yep. I, I think a little more, um, a little more current as far as what I might want to purchase is, uh, you know, a Steam box, especially if it's later this year. I doubt the VR is going to have enough applications or games yeah. or whatever to really be interesting for a It'll few years yet. It'll be great for Portal. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Right. All right. Curtis, do you have anything else you want to input? No, all right, no, cool. Not really. Great job. All right, thank you guys very much <laughs> for watching. You're watching us on YouTube via that news show, or you're listening to us on either Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes, or even Podcast Garden. Thank you for making us a part of your day. You can follow me on Twitter at Chase Bunker. You can also follow the show on Twitter at that underscore game underscore show. You can also look us up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash that new show show. Other than that, I didn't mess up this time. So. Yay. Well done. Yay. So, for Curtis Coe and Daniel Clegg, Murph, we miss you. You should come back. Too bad you got stuck with, you know, being kidnapped by the government again. I am Chase Bunker <laughs> saying, have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.